Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters on Viz's Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read a Bakuman Volume 5. Yeah. As well as a, what I thought was actually a pretty good issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah. I don't know if I was just in the right mood for it or what. So shall we get into it? Let's do it. All right, we will start with Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter 2, the story that couldn't stop. What do you think about Time Paradox after two chapters? I'm still really liking it. I really like that the first thing he does when he finds out that he didn't just have a fever dream and he's been getting manga from the future is like, oh God, I'm a plagiarist. Like, because he, you know, he initially was, oh, well, clearly this is just some weird fever dream. So. I just stressed myself out and thought up of this awesome manga. But now he's like, now I'm stealing somebody else's manga. And he almost immediately tries to be like, oh, I can't do the series anymore. But everyone's like, but the manga is so good. You have to continue it. I really liked this chapter. It seemed very much like a beat chapter. Like, it seemed like it was a chapter that felt like it had to deal with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. That it had set up. Because... His char- his reaction to be realizing he's a plagiarist super important if you want the, the character to stay sympathetic. Yep. And I really like that. And I also liked how obviously, again, we know for sure that this is really occurring. But I like the idea of it almost just being imposter syndrome. Yep. I thought that was really notable. Also, you know, people convincing him, hey, you still have to do it. And the, you know, time paradox is literally in the name of the manga. Yep. But he still felt the need to point out that for whatever reason, even though the future should have changed, he is still getting chapters from the future. Yep. Whether that's from a parallel timeline or what, who knows. Yeah. And I really, really like the cliffhanger at the end, although I feel like it's kind of the cliffhanger you have to go with, and it's not that dissimilar from the one last week. No, but now he's actually run into her, which I liked. Yeah. So. It's just that I also like it. I'm glad that we're moving the story along that quickly it just is functionally the same cliffhanger yes but i also really really like the second chapter even though it felt perfunctory is not the right word but it felt like it was kind of this is the only thing it could be in a lot of ways yeah there wasn't a lot of surprise there anything else you wanted to say on it no all right that will bring us to a special one-shot this week, which is Yugen's All Ghouls Homeroom. What did you think of this, Kevin? This was pretty cool. It's nice to see him doing something else. And I really liked the whole, I can see the souls of people, and that's what I think is beautiful. So who wrote this? Because I honestly didn't take note of it. The Food Wars guy. Ah, it was him. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, we like that guy. Yeah. And I also quite like this. If I had any criticism of it, it definitely reads like it's supposed to be a first chapter. And having read Time Paradox Ghost Rider and reading Bakuman, you hear a lot about one-shots that are kind of adapted that way. But because, you know, we get the translated version of Jump that only in the last year and a half has been everything, we haven't really seen much of that. Yeah. But I don't think it's a bad idea to make a one-shot that could be because maybe this is him kind of testing the waters for like hey here's my new series idea how do you guys like it well i think specifically it's jump testing the waters or if we made this a series would people like it yeah i liked it quite a bit that's my only criticism of it is at the end i wanted more i was actually 
way more excited by this than all of the recent new series, with the exception of Ghost Rider. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like I said, a super solid premise. But like this, I also think, is a real ingenious premise. And it's written like a first chapter. It's a little longer than one, but other than that. Yeah. It's like at the end, it's got the, and this is the hook for what the rest of the series will be. Yeah, which was a bit of a downer, just because, like you said, I wanted more, but they listed it as a special one shot. So maybe it will come back as like, hey, here's a, you know, here's, what do you think of this guy's new series? But it's that same problem I have with uh, like pilots that I really like that never got made into a TV show. Mm-hmm. When it's like, ah, oh, man, I really liked that. It kind of sucks that it didn't go anywhere. It kind of reminded me, honestly, of the way that uh, Hellward and Higama ended. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, written to keep going. And there was some, uh... This wasn't my favorite. I do like the main character, and like you said, I like the idea that he sees, like, it, the soul and inner beauty. But there's still, like, some perversion stuff with him. But to be fair, the series is set up to help take care of that. Yeah, well, even in a then, lot of ways, he's like a little bit weird, but he still has the. Uh, well, I'm looking for a future bride, uh, and he's like, I'll just wait for them to mature. Uh huh. Which is like slightly creepy, but still problematic. But also, obviously, if I feel like if it were actually a series, he would end up with the teacher who is his age. Yes. So, because clearly that's set up here. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, um, man, I didn't even realize it was by a guy I liked. I should have guessed. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I was just going to say, they said that on the, the first page. Like, hey, it's uh, from the creator of uh, Food Wars. Not sure how I missed that. That will bring us to One Piece Chapter 980, Fighting Music. What did you think of One Piece this week? Besides the fact that apparently it's just going to be bi-weekly for a while. <laughs> I loved One Piece this week. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. My favorite moment is definitely when Zoro shows up. He's like, Luffy, you idiot, what are you doing? And Luffy's like, they spilled Oshikuro on the ground on purpose. Oh, they need to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zoro's like, oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. You weren't being rash. <laughs> so good. I think my favorite part, that's very, very good. I made a note of it. I, what I literally wrote was, I love you, Zoro, never leave us again. Um, <laughs> but my favorite bit was that Kid is actually being very sneaky and reasonable. At least at first, yes. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. The, the cliffhanger at the end is that Kid gets enraged and attacks. But I love that like Luffy comes in to stop Kid from doing anything stupid and is immediately doing something stupid. And Kid's disguised and like, what is that idiot Straw Hat doing? Well, at least he's a distraction. Yeah, no, it. I, I did really like that, and I do like the turn at the end where, you know, like, the whole thing, he's like, uh, oh, I'll just use him as a distraction, we still need to complete the plan, and then Apo shows up, and he's like, nope, uh-uh, that's the guy who fucked everything up, he's going down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked One Piece this week. The only issue is, like, it's having some momentum troubles, I feel like, being just every other week. But at the same time, if we're gonna get chapters this good, it's worth the wait. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Okay, that will bring us to the Promised Neverland chapter 178, To the Human World. What did you think of Promised Neverland this week, Kevin? This is a very interesting way to keep going for however long this is going to go. I really like all of the tension of 
so what's the problem? You know, like, oh, so what's the price? Well, we don't have to pay anything. Everyone else is like, that. What? no, there, there's no way that's how that works. Yeah, I feel very two ways on that. This is a very weird chapter to judge, I feel like. Yes. Because obviously a ton happened in it. Like, spoilers at the end, we see the Statue of Liberty there in our world. Yep. Or at least a version of it. Yes. At the same time, I feel like nothing happened in this chapter. And, like, the big thing is, like you said, is they're like, okay, Emma, like, obviously he wanted you, right? We can all go, but you can't. And he's like, no, actually, he said that I didn't need anything, and my price could be the last thousand years, because they sucked for us all. And them all being like, no, that can't be. Yeah. I really loved the bit where he was like, well, I'd want to ask for your family, but since they're part of the promise, I can't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. The part that I guess real that really got me, I'm really of two minds on it, because it is a little, not deus ex machina, right? It's clearly there had to be some twist, because that's so obvious that that's what he would ask for. Either that or obvious, I thought the reverse, that he was going to ask for Emma, like, you can't be yep. with them, yeah. is the price. And that's so obvious it's good there was a twist, but this is a weird, like, you say it builds tension. It kind of does, because it's like, okay, what's... What's the catch? Yeah. But to me, it also is like a weird release of tension. Like, if there isn't a catch, it's disappointing. And they didn't, I feel like, do a good enough job of convincing me there's a catch right now. Obviously, it is set up, so... And who knows how much longer this series is going to go. It also seemed really quick in a weird way. I don't know. Certainly, I enjoyed the chapter. It was a very weird chapter. I did like it. So, it was good, but I... Like I said, I thought this was a very interesting way to go, which is kind of refreshing for an ending. The fact that I wasn't able to go like, oh yeah, well of course, he either asked for his family or Emma can't go. It's like, no, you guys are fine. And everyone else has the exact same thought of, what? No, he clearly he's going to ask for something, right? Like, what's the catch? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, maybe the human world sucks and that's the catch. Yeah, I liked that too. They were like, oh. Maybe maybe it would actually be better to stay in the demon world now that they don't need to eat people and we have all these friends here. Yeah, now that we're best friends with the queen of the world. Yeah, like... Yeah, anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Alright then, that will lead us to My Hero Academia number 276, Good Morning. I thought it was a really good issue uh, chapter of My Hero. Yes. Personally. Mostly just because everybody who I want this... A series to be about is actually here in this chapter. Yes. They don't really do anything, but at least, like, even Ida's here. And when was the last time Ida did anything? Yep. But yeah, all the all the kid heroes are here, and I... And the one who talks to animals. Yes. But I really liked that. I actually really liked the crust send-off. Uh-huh, me too, saving actually. Saving Aizawa-sensei. Like, that was a really kind of small, bittersweet moment, but just as Aizawa is trying to escape, the one Domu grabs onto him and Crush just cuts off his arm as he's being disintegrated. Like, go for it, guys. Just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I really like the way they're building... T- like, the whole chapter is just to build tension, yes. right? About what's coming. There's the giant disintegration wave, which, I mean, that's exactly what I figured was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's drawn a lot better than it was, like, in the villain arc, I feel like, where... If you'll remember when I was talking about that, I thought a lot of times the art there was not as good as it could have been. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly. I can't, like, put a finger on how it's better, but I liked it a lot more here. And it's got a super strong, like, stakes-raising ending. And Mm -hmm. 
Bakugo and Shoto and Uraka and Ida and Deku are all there, and that's all the people I want to be there. Yep. And Asui. I like Asui, too. Yeah, she's And the person who talks to animals is there. Kota. Don't, don't care as much about him. Kota? Okay. I could not have remembered his name. I believe you. I like but him. But I did not like, remember. He's not, you know, the best, but I do like him. Not a lot to say on it, though, because no. it's basically just a beat chapter, but it's a very good beat. Yes. That will bring us to We Never Learn, X equals 159, Thumbelina Supercomputer, Part 9. So what did you think about We Never Learn, Kevin? I liked it. Me too. It felt fast to me. Would you agree with that? Because I guess we'll start with saying this wraps up the Ogata arc. Uh, it didn't feel fast to me because I felt because they had the kiss in the last chapter. So this is kind of like a, a denouement for how this arc's going to go. You're absolutely right. Like the big emotional climax was last week and we talked about that. Mm -hmm. But in a weird way, I feel like that made them go other directions with this. Like, again, comparing it to the Uraka one, where it was the big party where everybody got to see like that they were a couple now and like yeah. everybody got together. It didn't have that sort of impact. It like the ending of this is the resolution of the ghost's character, which I did like. Yeah. But it seemed fast because especially in, there was the super weird reveal in the middle where they can all see the ghost now. And I like that, but like they do it by showing that and then showing how it happened, which felt like weird pacing wise to me. That's fair. I think part of it is maybe he's trying to keep these all to nine chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we talked about earlier about how they about fit a volume. And that's good. And I think this is the right way to end it, too. It it wasn't... I, I'm not trying to say it felt rushed, because that's not what I mean no, either. No, I, I do know what you mean. And like I said, I think it's because he's trying to keep it to a 9 or a 10 chapter, because it started at 150. 50. No, uh, it was 151, actually. It oh, was, was a 9-chapter okay. arc, yeah. But he's he's probably trying to keep these contained. Yeah. So... There, there's just a little bit of that. Like, I do like the resolution of the ghost thing. I like that also Ogata finally wins a game. Now she wins yeah. one out of 20 games, but I really like that she's like, I, I finally did it. I finally won a game. Yeah. And I really like the beginning with her dad, too. Yes. Yeah, again, it's we never learn is always good. This is a good ending. I Like I said, Ogata's my least favorite of the potential brides, so... Yeah. I feel like this is always going to feel like the weakest ending. I just hope that the others don't feel... Like, I hope there's more impact on the other endings. Because mm -hmm. I would have liked that more here, too. Because, like I said, the first ending felt like the ending of We Never Learn. And maybe that's intentional. Maybe this one's just quieter. I don't know. Are we going to get, like, like the ghost here? Are we going to get certain characters, like, get full subplots in each one? Like, it would make sense with Furuhashi for her dad to be around more. Yeah. I don't know if you can give him a plot, but but I'm trying to think of other, like, side characters related to her and can't think of any. But it's not like the ghost was related to Ogata yeah. before this arc. Yeah. So, it's interesting. So, we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, another ending, right? Yeah. So. I do like it. Like. Yeah. Like, when we get to my rankings, it went quite high. Mm -hmm. I just, like I said, this was the one I was least looking forward to. I also hope it ends up being the worst. Because that would make the other three very, very good. Yeah. 
It's definitely the worst of the two. I, do, would you agree with me on that? Yes. And I, I again, I don't know how much of that is because I've seen the first. Yeah. Like there's, there's always going to be, and authors talk about this all the time. It's like I cannot be, I cannot help be influenced by what I've done or seen previously. Like it's, just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I can attempt to be as subjective as possible, but it's really hard to be like, well, it's it, like it didn't come first, and that you know novelty matters a mm-hmm. lot so i think it was a very good ending and i really liked it but it does not have the same impact that the first one did but maybe if they were reversed maybe we would feel a little bit differently who knows yeah and it's i think that's one of the major reasons that we don't see stories go this way very often it's obviously influenced by dating sims but the thing about dating sims is even if you go back and see all the endings you usually pick your best girl and see her ending first. So that's naturally going to have the most impact. Whereas this, we're at the whims of the creator. Although the one I would have chosen probably would have been Uraraka anyway, Mm -hmm. personally hard to pick between her and Furuhachi for me. But like, that's like a natural downside of this is especially because it's serialized. You have to get it in that order. Like you said, if you're buying volumes, you can choose your final volume in a way. Although the the way they're marketed, that probably won't be encouraged although who knows in the you know the penultimate in air quotes version volume it could say yeah no buy whichever one you want and then see the others yeah uh it it really could be uh like maybe they will really will try and go with uh so they get all these serialized but they hold off on the volume production until all of them are done and then put them all out at once and be like yeah buy which one you want probably not because that would make less money but yeah (laughs) <laughs> that is the problem with that, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, it can be like, hey, now buy w- them in the order you want. Yeah, that's totally possible. Pick, pick your ending and then see the others, you know? Yeah. Again, like playing a video game. Anything else you want to say on We Never Learn? No. I assume for Urahashi's next, and I'm excited for that. Next, we have Guardian of the Witch number 15, Wait. As in heavy, not as in yes. stop later (laughs) what did you think of number 15 kevin it was i'm gonna call it okay i i still really liked it but i was just kind of like yeah of course the corrupt church official showed up and was like hey you make sure you use all your magic so that i can kill you because uh you're getting to be too uppity yeah well and i i don't know I kind of I don't take him at his word and that he's obviously playing the uh, Guardian character. Yeah. But I do think it was probably not his plan. I do take him at his word that like higher ups told him to do that. No, no, that's totally true. Like I don't think it was his plan either. Or or maybe it was, but it was influenced by the higher ups. But it was just kind of that like yeah, yeah, I, this is kind of like exactly what I was expecting. So it was still good, but it didn't wow me. I was expecting Fafnir to actually have been defeated in the last one, not just, I uh, don't worry, I can still get up again. Like, I, I kind of would have liked that twist a little bit more. I had the same feeling, but then I kind of imagined that, like, in the anime, as it's just a beat in the fight, and it, it played fine to me. Um, I agree with you as a cliffhanger, it's got some disappointment. But then later, like, he and... I can't ever think of her name. Manasa. Manasa. It's because I want to say Mufasa, and that's not right. Yes get captured, but then they're like, just kidding, we're uncaptured at the end when they need to save the day. That kind of hurt me more. Yeah. 
That said, this is the kind of emotion I want in my Shonen stuff, so I actually thought it was one of the better chapters as Guardian of the Witch, although I'll agree with you on those points. Yeah, like, that's why I wanted to say it was, like, okay, because I kind of agree, I agree with you, this chapter, or this issue of Shonen Jump was pretty good, so this was just kind of like, I liked it, not as much as some things, but more than other things, like, it just, it seemed yeah. good, I guess, is more than, more than okay, I guess. And I think this is a weird thing to talk about. It's not something we normally do, but one of the reasons I think this issue of Jump was so good is I think the stories were really well arranged. Like, Bone Collections moved more to the center, and that's a series that I'm really liking. Mm -hmm. So, And Guardian of the Witch was near the back. Act H was near the back. Dr. Stone was the second to last thing in the book. Yeah. So I think it was just really well spread out. Yeah. The comedies weren't all right in a row which I think helps too. It helps all of them, I think, kind of stand out more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Guardian of the Witch, which brings us to Act Age Scene 113, Ultimate Actor's Dream, with Kay being all Sundari about Kuroyama the director. I don't know if that's like romantic Sundari or just like professional Sundari at this point. It seems like they're trying to play up a romantic angle, though. What do you think, Kevin? Maybe. I think they're trying to play up the ambiguity. Uh, definitely one of my favorite moments is when the one guy's asking her a question and she's all flustered and can't give her, she's like, what? No, of course not. I don't, I, I don't care about that. And the guy's like, isn't she supposed to be an actor? Shouldn't yeah. she be better at lying? Well, and then I really love that she's like, oh, I lied to the guy, so now I can't go do this obvious thing yep. that I would do. Yeah, but I also really like the fact that she's like, you know, I've never seen one of his movies. Let's go try and do that. And so they, this is apparently pre-age of the internet, I guess I'll call it, where you can find everything online. Well, we do know that there's streaming because the play was streamed. I wonder yeah. if rental services are just a thing in Japan still. It's totally possible, but it also might be like what I'm thinking of like 2008, 2009, where like streaming is still kind of a thing, but it's not... You know, it's not like, oh, everything is available on video on demand like it is mm -hmm. now. So maybe they were going for that. Or like you said, maybe video rentals more of a thing in Japan. But they go to a bunch of stores looking for his movies. And all of the store clerks have heard of the guy, but don't have his movies in stock. And like the one who's seen one is like, oh, man, it was super artsy and I didn't get it. And I do love that yep. like Kay gets super defensive of him of and, just because yeah. she's seen him direct chio and she's like how did you not get that yeah well and then he was like and then she was like wait why am i getting so defensive about this yeah and then she gets to go to the movies with him and they're gonna go see his movie in theaters together and she dresses up if i say like it's a date that's not really reflective of her outfit but like a cartoon character would dress up for a date yeah do you get what i'm saying yes well she like she dresses up like she's going out with her friends to a movie is more of the thing, like very stylish, casual clothes. Also, kind of like she wants to be in disguise. I don't know if that was um, intentional, but when I see her hat, that's kind yeah. of the the a vibe bit, I get. Yeah, a little bit of that. And uh, he's like, oh, I can't, you know, you dressed up for this. He's like, Yeah, you're going out to the movies. And like, even now, going out to the movies is usually it's more of an event than going to see a movie. It's like, well, it's like. The whole reason I want to go to the movies is not to actually see the movie, it's to go to the movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I quite liked it. Anything else mm -hmm. you wanted to say on it, Kevin? 
No. Uh, last but not least, that brings us to Dr. Stone Z equals 151, Dr. X. What did you think about Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? This is really cool. I like that we get it. We get the introduction of the new villain for the arc, or antagonist at the very least. Yeah. And I like that uh, he's an adult, which is mm-hmm. nice. And so he's gotten this, uh, he's got a castle built. Uh, and he's got, I, I love the, well, this guy's ex-military. Well, I, I guess he's just regular military now because I hired him to be military. Yeah, he all. He, this is my military, Steve. That's not his name, but <laughs> no, but yes, I do like that. Where he's like, yeah, this is my right hand man. He's ex-military. Well, I guess he's just military now. <laughs> I, I like love how like Senku he is. He's like, yeah, he's you know really good, except for the fact that he sometimes just inhales poison for no reason, which he does as says as the guy's smoking a cigarette. Yep, and. I do love that, like, Gen, like, goes in and he's like, oh, they're giving me a polygraph test, I have to lie. And the ex-military guy's like, well, either he's telling the truth or he's the best liar in the world. And the evil doctor's like, oh, either way, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that that's my kind of man. It's like, I, I love honest people and I love people who are good at what they do, so. Yep. So he's like, either, either one works for me. I also love the cliffhanger where he's like, you know, all right, who is this genius scientist? And he's like, well, I can't give him Senku's name because Senku's a string bean, so it's Dr. Taij. He's like, who's the tank? Who can survive if they hit him with a rocket launcher? <laughs> so I good. really like that, too. Especially the shot of Taij in the lab coat and everything at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, it, he's looking straight up like the person who created Astro Boy, whose name I can't think of. The doctor who created him, not yeah, the actual Yeah, I know creator. what you mean. Yeah. I just, every time... I think of it, I think of Nicolas Cage, because he's the guy who voiced him in the the recent movie. One day I'll watch that movie that I think is 12 years old, though you're right, it is the recent movie. I, like, you know... <laughs> I know exactly what, what you meant. the 80s, so... Uh, earlier than that, he is from the 50s, my friend. It's from the 50s, okay. Yeah. I also, like, it's kind of weird that this is a repeat for Gen, like, it's very similar to what he did with Sukasa's group. Yeah. But at the same time, I do like... The, like like you said, I like everything that's happening with this. Yeah, it's all very good. Anything else you want to say about it? No. Alright, then. That leads us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the chapters in Shonen Jump this week, not just the ones we talk about. 20 yet again this week, so what do you have at number 20, Kevin? I bet I could guess. Yeah, it's a Gravity Boys. Yeah, I got Haikyuu there. I feel like if you're a Haikyuu fan, this must be the that must be the most frustrating thing in the world to hear me talk about Haikyuu, but it just it doesn't do it for me. I kind of liked this chapter, uh, the chapter of Haikyuu a little bit more. I'll talk about it more when we get to it, but for me, yeah. Gravity Boys was just like the. I'm a Jeopardy fan, so the Jeopardy setup like at least made me chuckle. But yeah, but 
it didn't even make me chuckle. I never laughed at a gravity voice, but it made me smile some. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. And for me, it was just the it's the the comedy series that just I didn't click with the comedy. So yeah, I, I, I still like agree it. with Sorry. you there. Yeah. What do you got in nineteen? I have Mitama at nineteen. Again, it's a little bit more serious for Mitama, where it's basically getting Rena to admit to her feelings that she wants Mitama around. Mm-hmm. And I just thought a lot of the stuff was better this week. Like, A Gravity Boys is the the one chapter that, or the one series that I was really just like, I just, I don't like it because I'm just not getting the comedy. And then Matama kind of went down here because I thought everything else was better. Yeah, I gotcha. I have A Gravity at 19, so no more okay. I need to say about it. What do you have at 18? So I actually have Bone Collection down at 18. Okay. And I just, I'm not meshing with this series all that much. I don't know what it is about it. It just, it doesn't seem to be grabbing me. So it's not, again, it's not that it's bad, but I'm just, I'm not meshing with it. I have Jujutsu Kaisen down at 18. I really, really like the first page of it. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like the entire rest of the chapter was not paying off on that and going off in this different direction. And the fights looked okay, but yeah. Like I said, I don't really care about any of these characters in it, so, and that's a big prob- part of the problem. That's fair. What do you have at 17? Uh, so I have Undead and Unluck down at 17. Same. We get to see Zex Marquis fight with a flaming sword. Yeah, the, like there's some <laughs> cool, hey, here are the interesting characters, and then I, like, I get what Unluck does to Undead at the end of it, but I'm confused about the mechanics of it, because she's wearing a button-up shirt, which suddenly turns elastic. Yeah, I I don't get it either. Like I get what the I like the idea of what was supposed to happen, but I was like, but you were wearing a button-up shirt. How did you stretch it like a t-shirt and fit it over his head? That's mm. not how button-up shirts. <laughs> uh, well, it is a weird future where there are no stars and. I, that's fair, but like <laughs> just that little, just that little bit took me out of it a lot, and it was just kind of it, okay. It's some weird stuff going on, but sure. For me, Undead Unlock is really the thing where it's just like, yeah, I had fun, but everything was better. Yeah, that's totally fair. What do you have at sixteen? So I have Haikyuu at sixteen. Like I said, I liked, I really liked the bits with the guy who was kind of a perfectionist, but then kind of like realize there are things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like the empathy he was feeling with like the one guy who hurt his ankle during the game. And I really like the message at the end with, I want my last game. I want to go out smiling. Mm-hmm. Like I would love for my last game to be one where I thought that I could continue doing this. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I I feel like I should like Haikyuu, and I don't. And I feel bad about it, but... A lot of it is, this is kind of like a big Denoma wrap-up arc where we're talking about all these characters from all over the place. So either they're going to keep going, and we're introducing the, the, like, the new cast of the rival team and the the current team, or, or not, I guess reintroducing some of them, because I think some of them are from earlier in the series. Uh-huh. But it just, it's got so much backstory. 
Like I don't even this... think it's that honestly. I I think it's the pace of it because the okay. when we first started reading it and they had that volleyball game mm-hmm. before I went to Brazil, like it felt very similar then. Okay. And like I get it, sports manga isn't actually about sports. It's about the drama around it. The sports are just the the conflict resolution. Yeah. And and I agree with that, but like there's just something about it that's just it doesn't grip me at all. Except for mm-hmm. when it does, which we we talk about when like it has these highs at points where I'm suddenly like, "Oh yeah, this hike you got me." And you there you have some of those too. I don't know. It's maybe it's a formula thing. It just it I feel like I should like it more than I do. And, and sorry, I interrupted you. So what else did you want to say about no, it? No, that that's fine. I have Mitama at 16. In part because I'm always softer on you than Mitama, and I kind of like when it gets a little more serious. I like how blunt, like, Joe's, um, or I guess Mitama's instructor is when he comes. He's like, hey guys, don't go fire to find him. Okay, bye. Yeah. And I cannot tell you why, because it's not a good joke. But at the end, when they go to uh, Sekirei-T's HQ, Sekirei Tower, for some reason that is hilarious to me. And okay. I cannot tell you why. It's not a well-constructed joke, but something about it is just secure tower or secure tower is just hilarious to me. Funny, to, yeah. No, that's I comedy is always yeah. Comedy is more subjective than a lot of other things. Like yeah, there's things that some people find funny that other people don't. Well, and there's the the quote about like how do you judge if a joke is offensive or not? I and mean, you can't even judge if it's funny or not. Yeah. What do you have at fifteen? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 15. I I did like the one guy's cursed sorcerer powers being like the ability to capture still images in a weird way, and I just loved him talking about, ah, animation nowadays is all about 4K this and 60 FPS that, and like just him being like the crotchety old man about kids and their newfangled yeah. video technology. And like I said, when I said I like the first cha- uh, page, that's what I was talking about. Specifically. Okay. I guess I like that and everything before it. Because there is like a bit before that too, right? Where yeah, no, it's just that's... a totally different conflict. Yeah. I have Mori King at 15. Like, the jokes kind of work. They work better than Mitama, which is, I think, why I put it higher. I like the praying mantis girl's character and hope she sticks around. I also kind of like the way she bows out. I I love the, like, ridiculous, like, oh, yeah, praying mantis. You know, it's the, the Spider-Man, Superman rule of, you know. Yeah. Proportional strength. But it's like, but also, you know, the sort of beetle that Mori King is, he, like, a, a regular praying mantis can't pierce that shell, so this super ridiculous version can't pierce his skin, <laughs> even though yeah. he's just a dude. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. So, I have Chainsaw Man down at 14. I put it a little higher, but I really struggled with where to put it. It's weird, and I'm not a huge fan of the resolution with the yeah. Chinese assassin. Yeah, that's super disappointing. Because I do really like the... The Cosmos, uh, Cosmos demon? Yeah, the Cosmos yeah. demon. That was like, that was like, cool. Chainsaw Man is at its best when it's coming up with abstract ideas like that, right? Yeah. And this is one of the best ones it's had? Yeah. That was really sweet. Like, the Halloween thing is super random? Yeah, Like, I that's... get what they're going for, but... Yeah, uh, that's fine. Like... I did, I did like that it was super cool, but still in a very odd way. But it was that mm-hmm. conflict, or it was that resolution with the, yeah. uh, the Chinese assassin, like Zin something. Yeah, because she's more interesting if she's on the board, right? Yeah, and it's like, 
oh, we, it turns out she was a fiend and she has like super speed and is like actually the arrow fiend or like, or an arrow demon or something like that. It's like, and she's dead. Oh, I guess she might not be dead. That's the thing, but we're supposed to feel that this way or this chapter. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, What did you have at 14? I had Black Clover at 14. Okay. I appreciate the, the oh shit moment that happens here. Mm-hmm. But we've been talking about Black Clover and like also like addressing my criticism like this is like starts out in like a command center place of like, OK, this is what has been accomplished over the last five chapters that Jeremy feels like we've lost the plot on. Yeah, I, I was going to say something about that where it was like, I've kind of lost the stakes. Well, here's a reminder of what the stakes are. Yeah. And like, I do appreciate the oh shit, like darkest before the dawn moment. And I like that the cute girls are back as base as that is. Because I care yeah. about all three of them. Yeah. But, like, also, because all the villains that just got beaten are back, it almost... Like, I, again, I appreciate the oh shit moment, but it feels like we... Like, here we go again, in a way. If yeah. that makes sense, like, we're going in a circle. Which we don't but, have to. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking they're not going to focus on those fights. They might, like, show some of the stuff about them, but they're going to focus on the new fight. And this was just kind of a hey, here's a raising of the stakes. You know, like, why did you invade all of the Heart Kingdom? Oh, who's to yeah. get you invested in this fight? And, and what it really is, the reason it ranked so low is, like, because I can appreciate that it's the right move to, like, have the smoke clear and everyone be fine to raise the mm-hmm. stakes here. It didn't give me that, oh, shit feeling. It gave me the feeling of, yes, that is the correct move. Sorry, bot Jeremy has agrees with your decision <laughs> rather than, you know, uh, oh, no, what are they going to do? Uh, that's fair. I had a I had a little bit of a oh no, what are they gonna do? Because yeah, some of the fights were very very close, so it was like ah shit, he got back up. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean the trick of Dragon Ball Z is the smoke always clears and the bad guy's still there. Yeah. So I I appreciate it, but it didn't you know do what it was supposed to for me. That's totally fair. What do you have at Lucky Thirteen? I have Mashal at 13. Same. I liked this chapter of Mashal. I, uh, honestly, I really loved the joke at the end with the broken door. Yeah. With Mashal yeah, it's being super like, good. It's, I, it's I love so... that the guy's reaction is like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> you do know you're talking to a doll, right? Also, I appear to have broken your door. It's so good. Uh, I love, even before that, when he's got the, uh, wait, do I push it or do I pull it? I always get this wrong. And it's like probably a locked door anyway, so he would have broken it either way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how long the cream puff joke can keep going, but I super loved it. This, <laughs> it where was we really fl- funny. We get a flashback that they do not have a sorting hat. I mean, it's maybe the most Harry Potter this series that's very Harry Potter has been in quite a while. They have a sorting skeletal unicorn who you touch his horn. Yep. And he decides where you go. And uh, Mash- we flashback to Mashal touching his horn and just thinks of cream puffs. Yeah, it's literally just like... Mashal in a sea of cream puffs. <laughs> and he accidentally sque- he like squeezes the horn too hard. And uh, the unicorn is like, what? No, that, that must have been just been some weird fluke. Let's try this again. And he just sees the cream puffs again. He's like, is all this guy think about cream puffs? I love it. He's like, I have been sorting students in this school for thousands of years. Damn it. I am not going to get stumped on this. Cream puffs have filling inside. That means they have inner worth. Therefore, you go to Gryffindor. Well, no, I really liked because it wasn't. It was like the people in this store love sweets, so you go there. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mashal. If every Mashal could this be this good, like again, if stuff wasn't so good this week, it could have gone higher. Yeah, it it still it ranked really high. Like I'm, I was initially down on it being, hey, look, it's discount Black Clover, but it's moved away from. It's that. really not. It, it's more way more Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Well, it was just that first chapter that I was like, yeah. this is like the Black Clover opening. But it's mm-hmm. more, like you said, it's more Harry Potter, which I'm totally fine with. Hey, here's an anime Harry Potter. That it's super weird. Cool. Like, like it's a weird point to hit with this, right? But it is. Again, it's it's a novel idea that I was like, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's, that's, let's keep going. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. What do you got at number 12? So I have Black Clover at 12. I like okay. it just a little bit more than you did. And I have a Chainsaw Man at 12, mostly because okay. I rate the Cosmos Demon, like, novel ideas like that like if that showed up in last sayuki you and i would have lost our minds yeah that uh, yeah the cosmos thing was cool even with the weird twist of like the only thing you'll be able to think about is halloween oh you know what it reminds me of have you read hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy like the whole thing i have not actually read it okay there's a bit where there is a, a kill method uh, what am i thinking of an execution method where uh, this person baked a cake but when you look into the cake, you see your exact position in the universe relative to mm-hmm. everything else. And it kills people because they realize how insignificant and small they are. And it's kind of that similar thing of like, I'm going to grant you all the knowledge in the universe. You can't handle it, so you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's just like the Halloween is so random. Like the Halloween thing themes, like like it's supposed to be a parallel to santa claus or like when he came up with the character he's just like she'll just shout halloween and i'll figure it out later yeah and he's trying to tie it back together again super like it i I put it higher than you so i don't know why i'm trying to like tamp it down um again if that showed up in last sayuki you and i would have lost our minds we lost it too soon yep (laughs) what do you have at number 11 i have more king at 11 Uh uh-huh i i really loved the bit where Mori King strips down into the sumo diaper, I'll call it. I forget what the what the actual name of the, the getup is. But with Shoko, or Shoko? Shoto? Yeah, it's Shoko. Shoko. Being like, ah, why is he stripping? And uh, uh, the little brother being like, well, rhinoceros beetles fight sumo style, so he's fighting sumo style with the traditional sumo garb. I actually have promised Neverland at 11. Okay. Again, because it was the weird, like, like you said, it was building tension, and I can see it that way, but it weirdly diffused it for me. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the weird pacing of it, too. And so yeah. that's just why, in a very good issue of Shonen Jump, it went lower. Everything here and above was, like, where I, what I struggled to rank. Yeah, that's totally fair. So I have Mission Yuzakura at number 10. This is an uh, interesting direction to go. I really like the <laughs> Saminium or whatever. The name of the, you know, the uh, it's a Weapon X or a Unobtainium. Here's some stupid sounding compound mm-hmm. that it's like, oh yeah, this is what gives people, this is what gives the Yozakura family their superpowers, and we need to weaponize it. Yeah, we need to dope people with it. We need to, we need to build some Captain Americas. Yep, we need to build some Captain Americas, but there's currently no way to artificially replicate it, so we're going to have to capture the current Yozakura family head to get to have her be our dairy cow (laughs) that is a very creepy way to put it but that is basically what the plan is i have bone collection at 10 unlike you i'm really jiving with this 
And like, like I said, the love triangle at the core is, I think, very good. And I liked the last panel, too. I feel like it was building. I understand what you're saying about it, but I just like very much feel the same way. It kind of reminds me of uh, how you and I felt about Guardian of the Witch a couple weeks ago, where we were yeah. on totally different pages on it. Yeah, and that's like that's part of the thing that I, I felt just a little bit bad ranking it so low, but it's just kind of like, I can't put my finger on why I'm not meshing with this thing. I'm just not. And it's not like some of the other series where I can point out, okay, this is the thing I don't like, so that's why I don't like it. It's like, I, I don't know, I just don't like it. I can't really give you an answer. Mm-hmm. What do you have at nine? I have Guardian of the Witch at nine. Like I said, I thought it was a fairly good chapter, so even in this kind of stacked upper limit of the things, it did all right. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number nine? I have Act Age at nine. Again, the romantic angle, if they're going that way, I don't like as much. Again, like you said, they play it ambiguous, so... Yeah. That's fine, and like it was a good chapter and a very good sea of shonen jump, so... Yep. What do you have at number eight? I have Dr. Stone at number eight. Same. Yeah, it it was really good. I'm really interested to see, like, this arc has been really cool. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. What do you got at seven? I've got Act Age at seven. Okay, I have Guardian of the Witch at seven. Okay. I just, I really love the kind of inner turmoil that she has, especially that joke of when she gets flustered when the guy asks her about the director, and he's like, Is, isn't she supposed to be an actor? Shouldn't yeah. You be, shouldn't you be better at lying? Hiding your feelings? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to. And like with Guardian of the Witch, like I said when we were talking about it, like this, this is the sort of melodrama I kind of want from my shonen. So. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number six? So I have The Promised Neverland at number six. I just, I'm really interested to see where this goes. This is a really interesting take on the ending. And I love that basically even the characters are like, what? No, we, we can't have a completely happy ending. What are you talking about? There's no way that's how, <laughs> this isn't how life works. Mm-hmm. I have Mission Yozakura at six. Okay. I just really like the direction it's going that they didn't drop this plot. Like I said, I was kind of thrown off when he got the orb and then we didn't do anything with it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that after like the kind of library botch, we were moving forward with it. Yeah. And I just thought some of the romantic moments were genuinely really sweet, even though they're very, you know, puppy lovey. Yeah, but still, though, that those were really cute. What do you have at five? I have Yugiri's All Girls. I forget the the whole title. Yugin's All Ghouls Homeroom. Yugin's All Girls. Okay. All Ghouls. All Ghouls, yes. They are also girls. <laughs> yes. I liked it. It was very cool, but just the fact that it was a one shot hurt it just a little bit. Kind of the. Uh huh. Oh, it's not going to continue? I mean, yeah, that might, does suck. That, that could be really cool, but just the, the fact that it's like. I'm not going to get any more of this? Aw. Yeah. I have One Piece at number five. Okay. Super good stuff. Just I thought there was some better stuff in Jump. Okay. What do you have at the death number? I have My Hero at number four. Same. It's good. Uh, It's a really nice beat. Deku shows up and can unleash 45% of his power now. That's pretty cool. Either can or decides he has to. Either way, it's a good... Either way, it's still a... It's escalating, which is what yeah. the whole point of the uh Because he was. used to 
like he might still be pushing himself, but he used to have to push himself to go 20%. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I can effectively work 10%. I can push mm-hmm. myself to do 20%. Even if he now can like effectively do 20 and push himself to 45, that's still an escalation mm-hmm. of like, Hey, I can output more power versus the one time where I'm like, Oh crap. I got to input 100%. Here we go. I was kind of agreeing with you though. Either interpretation. Okay. It's a very yep. good moment. Yeah. What do you have at three? So I have We Never Learn at 3 as a really good ending with We Never Learn. So really solid, even though we were talking bad about it compared to itself. I think if you're the hardest thing comparing works to is yourself, then mm-hmm. you're doing all right. It's like with like Pixar movies. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this isn't the best Pixar movie ever. This one isn't up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but you're only comparing Pixar movies to other Pixar movies. Like, when you're literally your own category, you're doing pretty good. I mean, and that just says, like, there's nothing like we never learned in Jump right now, yeah. right? Uh, certainly nothing to that quality. Like, Mission Yozakura, I feel like, is weirdly the closest. And that might be part yes. of my, like, Bone Collection, is it has, in some ways, a similar energy. But even then, that's going full in Battle, right? Yeah. There, it's not trying to hide that. Yeah, we know, well, I guess Food Wars was in some ways similar, but like when We Never Learn's gone, I feel like that's going, we're going to feel it in a way that like, like I kind of predicted, I didn't really miss Demon Slayer this week, which feels weird. Super, super good series. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, part of what made Demon Slayer so good was how it was unique. So maybe it'll be the same with We Never Learn. Maybe. I have Yugen's All Ghouls Homeroom at three. Okay. I tried not to hold the fact that we're not going to get more and I wanted against it. I did have some like problems with the character in the setup that made it go a little lower than like the number one spot that it might have gotten otherwise but like you the biggest criticism i have of it is that we're not going to get more next week yeah what do you have at lucky two so i have time paradox ghost rider at number two Mm -hmm. it's still really good i'm really liking this series and i want to keep reading it i have we never learn it too okay i despite everything i said out the ending still had plenty of moments i liked and i had one piece at number one yeah even with the i did not notice the fact that it we weren't getting a one piece chapter next week that didn't affect me as badly because i was just like ah just that my favorite bit was definitely the when zoro shows up and is like luffy what the hell are you doing they spilled (laughs) oshikoro on the ground on purpose oh they need to get sliced yeah. Uh, obviously, you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. And then them kind of getting beaten by Apo was pretty cool. Like, they're like, oh, I don't know how his powers work. So that's how they're getting, like, they're not getting, it's not that they get beat, but Zoro decides to beat a retreat because he's like, I don't know how this guy's powers work and we need to go fight Kaido. So we need to save our strength. Mm-hmm. We have to get, we, we're the main characters. Remember, Luffy? I mean, I'm sure they have a sword guy that I'll have to fight and you'll probably have to fight two guys, but... Yeah. This is not your first guy, and he does not have a sword, so we out. Yep. But don't worry, Kid's here to take out Apo because yeah. he's got a bone to pick with him. Yeah. I have Time Paradox Ghost Rider at number one. Despite what I said about it being very much a beat, it's still mm-hmm. the series I'm most excited to see next week. Yeah, it's it's still very cool. Especially with reading Bakuman this week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good one, like, too. Yeah, I'd like... Don't ask me why, but I like reading manga about people making manga. 
Yeah, and I like that the female lead is like finally get is getting into the story quickly. Yes. The longer it takes, I feel like that's the interesting thing is that character connection. It's like I talked about. Like, sure, he's got his editor, but it kind of does feel like it's a one character manga right now. And yep. that's maybe its weakest spot. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. even then, his editor was basically just introduced in this chapter as well, because like we mm-hmm. had the initial editor, who then kind of was like shuffled off to the side and we had the new one introduced so yeah just like pokemon <laughs> yep which we will talk about after the break All right, we read Bakuman Volume 5 this week as we continue to read a volume every month. And I was good this week and did not accidentally read three quarters of Volume 6. There you go. Which means I did not get as much. But what did you think of Volume 5, Kevin? I liked Volume 5. I'm still really loving reading Bakuman. This has some great stuff going on, and it's just a, it's a page-turner. It's mm. one of those where it's like, I, I just got to keep reading. Let's just keep going. Absolutely it is. Even when I was rereading, like I said, about 75% of this I had read last time, Mm -hmm. it still managed to do that. And when I got to the new stuff, like I just almost stopped taking notes and really rushed through it. Yeah. So like the big sort of central conflict of this volume, I suppose, is that they have gotten a new editor. Yep. Mira. Because their old one is taking over One Piece and has another series, so it was decided he... Yeah, he had he had one series, was taking over One Piece, and they were like, sorry, we've got to... We can't have you also having this one, so we're going to reassign these guys. And a lot of the conflict is, is them trying to figure out, like, is this a good editor? Is it a bad editor? And why can I not think of the main character? Mashiro is like, well, it's like my uncle said, you know, you can't fight an editor change. Yeah, but, like, uh, there's there's nothing you could do. You know, Odai could fight an editor change if somebody wanted to stop him, but not a newbie. Yeah. And, and like, even then, like, Toriyama never could. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like that, and, like, they're just trying to figure it out, because they're like, okay, he seems, he got us this really good assistant, but he's always saying, like, oh, it's good enough. I I honestly really like the new guy, too, especially that we get to see a lot of his perspective and i love the one bit where the editor is like absolutely cannot seem flustered in front of the manga artist regardless of how you feel always be Mm -hmm. confident in yourself and so you know we have him flip-flopping during that whole scene listening to all these people telling him what to do and then in the next scene when he's meeting up with mashiro and takagi uh he's all seriousness he's all confidence he's like nope this is what you need to do yeah i don't want to say he's more of a character than the old editor but he's kind of down at a lower level. Like he's, like I said, is the mentor character. And th- this editor has a different role where like we are seeing him develop and like, he doesn't know what to do. And I love that scene you're talking about too, where the editor of Crow is like, Oh, you've got to like, it's falling in the rankings. You absolutely have to like pander. Like you yep. have to go battle. You have to put a hot chick in it. 
Like, that's, you have to do everything you can to get your rank up. And the other one's like, no, like, that's cheap. People will smell it. They'll realize it. You have a slow burn sort of series, so you've got to just write it out. You've yeah, got just to just, like, have confidence it in it. You'll start, yeah, you'll start gaining more fans who will gain you more fans. Mm-hmm. I also really like that he's only been an editor for, like, two years, so we get to see him grow as an editor versus Yeah, exactly. Hattori. That's what I meant by he's a different yeah. sort of character. It's like, yeah. he has an arc in this volume, even, and that might yep. continue as it goes on. I also love their three... Well, I love two of their three assistants. Thirds, the third's personality is girl. Yeah, she kind of... Yeah, she, that's really all it is. Maybe she'll get flushed out a little bit more mm-hmm. in the next volume. But, you, like you said, her personality is girl. She uh-huh. gets, like, three lines of dialogue. And we hear Takahama, who is the rookie assistant, kind of lambaster for being like, yeah, I, I I, don't talk because I don't think I have anything in common with the other two. Like, oh, Miyoshi, okay. No, where did I, re- I swear I read his name. Oh, Odawa, that's the, like, the lead assistant. Like, he, like, realized he doesn't have the talent for mon- to, like, be a mangaka, but, like, he's trying to be the best assistant he can, and he's saving up money to for his wife's pregnancy so like i respect that yeah but, like that's not my path yeah i really like that he was like i don't have a head for stories so i'm gonna be the best assistant maybe like a potential goal for him to could be uh like takagi and mashro have where it's like i'll be an illustrate maybe if i get good enough i can be an illustrator on a manga but i just i don't have the head for stories so i don't mind being the best assistant ever mm-hmm. like Every mangaka needs assistance, so I do like that, yeah. but how he was just like, yeah, she's just, she's super happy to be an assistant, and that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, at least with the the head assistant, I'll call him, because I can't, I know you said his uh, name, uh, it's uh, already uh, gone. I, I had to write them all down. Yeah, at least with him, he attempted it, realized, like, no, this isn't part of my skill set, I'm going to be the best me I can be, versus she just seems like, I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a super interesting dynamic there. Mm-hmm. There's also like two major subplots, I would say, in the volume, which are the kind of continuing the Azuki, like in her photo book. Yep. Arc, like that gets resolved here in a very dramatic fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked how all of that was handled, especially with the jokes of, you know, how would you feel about me being in a photo book? Oh, well, if you see me nude, then that's okay if people see me in the sw- in a swimsuit, right? Yeah. Well, she's like, hey, like, if I'm going to do it, I want you to see me naked before I yeah. do it so that you don't care. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I don't want you to do it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they managed to make it really melodramatic with him, like, rushing over because she won't answer the phone. And Takagi having to be like, hey, let me call her mom. She's cool. Yeah, I I did really like that as well, especially with his mom. Her her mom is cool, so yeah, you know, hey, something's wrong with her. We need you know we need to talk with her. She's not answering her phone, mm-hmm. and her mom being like, "Oh, I get it. Here we go. I'll step yeah. in and help out." Yeah, we the second subplot is the Yuriko and Kugi teaming up and her dumping the other assistant whose name I don't think I wrote down. And that kind of very cliche, I'm going to say romantic, but I mean it in the, mostly in the literary sense, although also there is some debate over whether it's in the more classical sense too. Yeah. 
with the, the you know the super romantic setup where he draws outside her window every night and she won't stop him and yep it, she ends up like going out to like hold an umbrella over him in the snow yep and then invites her up to his her room yeah but then he's like <laughs> but then when he has a weird reaction to it she's like hey no that's not how i meant it like she has the the full blush yeah well she has the uh you know, you're freezing to death out here. Come inside. You're inviting yeah. me up to your room? No, I'm inviting you inside <laughs> so that you don't die. Yeah. But they get their new series published, as does the other of Ejima, or Edgy's assistant. Yep. I really like that we they come up with a name for themselves, but they're kind of like, all right, we're all in this. We're all in jump now. Let's go. And like they've kind mm-hmm. of set the stage for, all right, here are the contenders we're going to be talking about, including the the new character introduced. That, well, I guess he was mentioned in the last volume, but uh, with the Otter Madra. Otter 11 uh, yeah. rider. I do love at the end, where, like, like I love his whole thing where he was like a salary man who like picked up an issue of Jump and was like, I could do this. Like yep. being a salaryman sucks. I should try this. And But then it's so much more work, and he's, like, literally <laughs> hiding at Edgy's place at one point. Like, yeah. please grant me asylum. He's like, yeah. are you on the run from the Yakuza? He's like, worse. Yeah. I do really like that. And, and then she's like, I, I love the, like, Edgy FLP. I was like, you know, if you, if you don't love manga, you could quit. Well, I mean, that's what, like, that totally makes sense, where he's like, ah, I, you know, I thought I could do this. I didn't realize it would be more yeah, yeah. work than my regular job. At least then I got like, weekends. Yeah, well, and it is something that I say, but probably not frequently enough, you know, because, you know, I'm often very critical of Shonen Jump manga, but, like, it's a super thankless job unless you're, you know, Odai, which is why we talk about him as the exception. But it's a, just a tremendous amount of work. Yeah, even the even the series I, I that we don't do particularly it. like, no. And it's yeah, like, like it's like when Neolation got canceled. Like that was exactly my emotion. It's like that was yep. still like such a tremendous amount of work went into that. Yeah. Uh but at Gravity Boys needs to get canceled ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I super love that character. The one thing I kind of find weird about it is like I do really like the stick your guns talk, and I like how they're like okay, like they are like hey let's add comedy and their editors like hey let's improve the dialogue and i do love like that they sync up in that moment yeah but it's weird to me that the problem kind of just goes away and like they're right and detective trap just starts rapidly rising in the rankings even like before they can implement the changes well well and it's not like it rapidly starts rising in the ranking i think it goes up three places which is still but i do like the fact that because they've been having this should we like the whole conflict for them is should we pander to making yeah. a shonen jump manga and it keeps coming up no don't do that yeah like that's one of the reasons that we both really like we never learn it is uh-huh. not a shonen jump manga it's in shonen yeah. jump and it definitely has certain elements but it's like it's different and that's kind of why i like it it's not that i don't like one piece or guardian the witch or black clover or these other traditional jump mangas but it's really nice to have a breath of fresh air in there. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that they keep coming back to the central thing of like, well, should we pander to the audience? No, stick to your guns and your audience will come to you. It's just a sort of thing. It makes me wonder if Death Note actually had that trajectory, if it's like a truth is stranger than fiction thing, because it's like the the major source of conflict and dread is, oh no, we're, we're dropping, we're dropping. We're not in like the cancellation zone yet. 
but yep. we're just out of it and we are like dropping so that they pull up like and change the sort of source of conflict is really weird to me. I didn't read any of the next issue, but since I have physical copies, there was a preview for the next one that's sort of saying what the conflict of the next one is. And I think, you know, it is hinted at pretty well at the end of this volume. And that's a very different direction. So I wonder if they just wanted to wrap this conflict up to go to that one. Totally possible. But that is the one thing that seemed like kind of convenient and weird to me. Yeah. But yeah, super good volume. Like you said, it's a super page turner. And I really like the arc the editor goes through with this, where at first he's like, yeah, like you're in the single digits. You're fine. You're fine. You know, oh, well, you know, it's only going to get canceled if it's like bottom five. We're still okay. Yep. And then him being like, am i am i doing the right thing like yeah yeah that is very good uh-huh and i super love like you said that editor's room conversation that happens where there's like an argument yep. happening around him that just makes it worse for him anything else you want to say on bakuman like i said it's super good you probably don't need yep. us to tell you it, you that nope. it's very popular but yeah super good looking forward to volume six next month yeah yeah i can't wait especially since i only got like a quarter of a volume of new content this month yeah all right, so that just leaves us with personality power level, right? Yep. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best down to worst. At the very top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the bottom, we have that guy who's not even Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. In the middle, we have Buggy the Clown and Red from Pokemon Adventures. All right. So from Bakuman so far, we have Mashiro, the main character, at number nine. Kayam Yoshi, the love interest for the secondary character, at 18. Akito Takagi, said secondary character, at number 22. And Akira Hattori, their original editor, at number 35. So who do you want to put on the list this week, Kevin? I'm leaning towards the new editor. I understand that because he has that super strong arc this week. I kind yeah. of wonder if we should put him off though, just That's because totally like he does not seem like that is done. Right. Yeah. And like, he's definitely an important character. He's not the main one because that was my impulse too. And then I kind of was like, well, I wonder if we should go with something else. So maybe edgy. Yeah. That was my second uh, thought was what do we want to do edgy? Sure, let's do it. All right. So Edgy's a weird rival because... And also, we didn't talk about the cliffhanger of the volume because I kind of got off on, like, the, the preview. Yeah. But it's the, the super weird coincidence of Crow and Detective Trap have an exact tie for votes at number three. Yep. And, and like, Edgy's editor tells him that. He's like, I thought you'd want to know since you're such a fan of them. It's like, yeah, like, I am happy about that. But also, I am not going to let them beat me. So, and... Uh, that's super good. And another edgy moment we didn't talk about is like they're struggling with should we make this popular enough? And one of the things that makes them decide no, we're okay is like edgy's like, yeah, no, I think it's super good. Yep. Yeah. And I really like that Mashro calls and like thanks him about it. And he's like, what? Uh -huh. That was just my honest, you know, I thought it was really good. And Mashro being like, yeah, that's because you said that and you're you, that's what helped us get through this. Uh huh. I don't think he's as good as the traditional rivals we have on here, which are Shoto and Bakugo, both from My Hero Academia. No. I don't think he's as good as Miyoshi in Bakuman, or probably not as good as Takagi either. Fair. Do we think he's better than uh, Hattori, their editor, though? Their original editor? 
is my impulse is kind of to say yes on that one. Yeah, I would as well. I he's such a weird rival that he's yeah. got that interesting aspect to him that makes me really like him. Right above him, we have Asta from Black Clover. Right? My instinct is to put him above Asta as well. That's fair. Just a little above that, though, we have Goku and Gone, and I kind of think below them. Yeah. Right below them is Jonathan Joester, and I kind of think maybe between Gone and Joester? Sure, that's fair. Okay. So, Eiji Nizuma will go at number 31, above Jonathan Joester, and below Gone Freaks. That was actually kind of easier than I expected, if I'm being yeah. totally honest. All right, and that will do it for this week. Next week, we are going to be going back to another Shonen Classic and be and read One Piece Volume 3. Yeah. Because we are the problem. <laughs> and this yep. is why everyone wants to make a Shonen Battle manga. Although, you have to compete with One Piece if you do that. So why would you do that to yourself? Although, yeah. there is super a spot open for one right now. Like, I guess My Hero is the clear number two of those right now. Mm-hmm. But... The the distance to me between that and the number three, which I don't even know what I would say, I guess Black Clover, is so huge to me. Yeah. Just my two cents. But anyway, until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our previous episodes, see our past thoughts on Bakuman, as well as listen to my other podcasts, It's a Gundam, and Last Time on Video Games. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is where you can go if you want to give us support. Again, with the corona pandemic, unfortunately, we haven't really been putting much content up on there. Mm -hmm. But that should end soon. Kevin, anything you want to plug this week? All right, we will see you next week. Bye. Stop.